David, what's your role in the company here? Yeah, so I'm one of the newer team members. I just joined uh, at the end of this summer. I'm the VP of sales for Boom Nation. So I'm one of the Got guys it. that came over. I had industry experience working pretty heavily in the refining and petrochem world. And then uh, Boom Nation has been built for the blue collar worker kind of thing. LinkedIn for the blue collar skilled trades. And so it gave me an opportunity to kind of take what I've done in my personal life for fun and enjoyment with all the other platforms and things that we engage with and, you know, kind of community building and come join the team at Boom Nation with bringing some experience uh, of working inside those companies that employ those skilled workers. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that even have no idea what Boom Nation was. Yep. I mean, um, candidly, I didn't even really know about you guys until we came across your Instagram page. You know, I had no idea that this was already established and that it was as big as it was. So can you kind of like fill us in exactly what Boom Nation is? Perfectly. If you want me to right now, I can jump in. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So look, um, what we are is we are the largest community of blue collar skilled workers in the country. The company itself is only about four years old now. And so had a couple of guys that were the co-founders still involved with the business uh, you know, actively uh, on a daily basis. And they had this idea for trying to improve communication around the job site, trying to help people find jobs and just kind of all the things that goes into the typical type of environment that you might see on LinkedIn when it comes to the professional world. And so uh, we all come from these you know, blue collar communities. I live in Beaumont, Texas myself, which is East Texas, close to Louisiana. Those guys were from Louisiana. And the one thing that's uh, really uh, similar about both of those markets is it's really heavily uh, blue collar, mostly refining petrochem, some manufacturing, but the energy industry is what drives the economy as a whole for both of those areas. And that's very consistent uh, for the Gulf Coast, all the way from Texas over through Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, you know, over to Florida. So with that, the guys were looking for a way to build a better experience. Um, and so they started with building this community and had the right idea by creating a, a software application and then becoming uh, you know, present on social media with a lot of different platforms and then try to bring in people that had experience, but also had some relatability, able to connect with others in uh, the industry and to try to focus on connecting people across all trades. So no matter who the individual is coming in, they may be, uh, you know, very experienced with one particular discipline of construction, but they may have family members and friends that do something else that is in the industry, but not really related to even the company or the site with which they would work. And so there was this opportunity to build something that went across all trades. It was just really focused on skilled workers. You know, if you're a badass, you work real hard, you were the one that gets up, gets shit done. And you don't have a lot of time to spend in front of your computer. We're probably going to be, you know, your group to join in because we try to do things that make it fun and engaging uh, for people to come in and, you know, just interact with one another. Uh, but with that, we're able to drive other opportunities. A big part of what we do is recruiting services. Um, companies taking a couple of different steps along the way with what recruiting looks like kind of started with a job board, which a lot of other people have. We've all experienced that from ZipRecruiter, Indeed, 
it oh, links yeah. job boards, things like that. But that's not really the best fit for a skilled worker. Uh, that's just right. not how most of the people interact. And let's face it's it. It's just, it's like, it's, a, it's almost like it's too formal. You know? Exactly. Let, let's call it what it is. For the most part, people that tend to work with their hands are in that craft because they chose to work with their hands and not be tied to a desk and working on a computer. So why, in order for them to engage with a company, a potential employer, are we trying to shove them right back into a box that they didn't want to be in in the first place? And the reason for that is companies need to be kind of efficient. They kind of sit in their ways and they want to, you know, process a lot of people through their systems. But you end up having, uh, you know, typically an employer with one set of goals and objectives, and there's some misalignment when it gets to relating and connecting with those skilled workers. So that's why it creates an opportunity for someone like Boom Nation to come in. And we're really an advocate for those workers, but we're an advocate for the employer also. So what we do is we allow, we ask, we welcome people to come in and join the community and participate with whatever level they're comfortable with. Maybe they just want to see the uh, fun content that comes across in the news feed. Maybe they want to look at the jobs that are posted on the job board because they are looking for the next job that comes up a month from now when they finish the job that they're on. Or maybe we call them just on that day where the boss finally pissed them off enough that he said, you know what, this has been good until today, but I'm looking for right. my next gig. Whatever okay. it is, you want to be that source where people come to engage and if there's an opportunity to look for employment, they take advantage of it, but you make it frictionless for them. So with that, you know, we kind of understand that the workers, most of them don't have the computers. They're not going to go to a website. They're not going to fill out a 15-page application and go through all of those steps just to get information on a job or be considered for something with little to no confidence that they're going to hear back from that potential customer. So... That's where it comes into having the mobile application for us and then our presence on all of the other platforms. So central to that is the Boom Nation app. Everybody can check it out. It's on the Google Play Store, uh, Apple App Store, all those places. But you don't have to have the app to engage with us because we're also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of those places. And we put up some funny material. And the idea is we want to create content for everyone to relate to and engage with. And then we also have, uh, you know, people that come in and they put up content with the rest of the network. And it just kind of grows the way that all other platforms that are successful do. But the difference is we allow people to be who they are because they don't have to worry about being on their company's page where a lot of times companies may have a Facebook page. They may have a website, but they can't have all of their employees coming in and using the language that they're going to use on the job site, you know, right critiquing the work of another work member, you know, something like that. The tops of conversations that these guys have every day. So we give that middle ground for those people to come together. Uh, you know, with that, uh, we're very fortunate that we don't have political issues come up. It's just that's not done through enforcement. That's just that's not what people are there for. It's typically photos and videos of jobs that the guys are happy with, things that they're proud of. Uh, or one of those guys giving someone, you know, ribbing for, oh, you think you're a welder? Well, you know, that looks like shit. I can't believe that you would brag about it. Things like that. <laughs> yeah, the type right. of stuff that real people experience every single day. And yeah, that's so um, would you consider yourself to be like a sort of mix of a social networking platform, but also like a job platform like Indeed ZipRecruiter? Are you, the whole idea to like merge the idea of a lot of these different 
services into one thing that people can just be on all the time. Yep. So I, I tell you the way that we call it at, at the base level, we are a community built network. And so the social network, the community, all of the members, that's what makes Boom Nation different. Now we utilize a job board as part of what we do. And people can look for jobs. Companies can post jobs on our job board and people can respond that way. But what also makes us different because of the community is we do social recruiting. So we run ads across all those other platforms that allows people to see information. So for example, we currently have about 750,000 followers across all of our platforms. That includes our app and our pages on those other platforms. From that 700,000 followers, we average reaching 45 million accounts every month. And that really speaks more to the effect of networking than it does anything else, right? And so yeah. many times we'll have questions that come up from potential employers about how many people do you have of this craft in this location? They want to know their home market and all those things. And we constantly have the conversation around you're thinking about us as just a job board. And no matter what number I report to you, out of that 700,000 followers, it's not going to be enough to accurately portray the effect of how we reach that 40 something million. Right. But people, you know, want to think about that information and pull that into something that they can process because their experience has always been with job board, the zip recruiter and indeed. But at the end of the day, if you ask both of those parties, the employer and the employee, what do they think of job boards? Most of them hate them. And, uh, employers hate job boards because of the results. They get a lot of applicants yeah. with very few qualified people, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm familiar with them myself. That, everybody's been through that exercise, right? And if you're hiring people, you've seen it from the other side. They typically, if you go through a job board, receive about one, app, uh, one qualified applicant for every 50 people that apply. That's pretty much kind of industry standard based on feedback we get from everyone. What we're able to do with targeted audience through social recruiting is we tend to return about one qualified applicant for every 13. So you just don't have as many people that don't fit the desired criteria choosing to apply because they're just not in the audience that re is receiving the message as much. Now, there's still some there's people that want to take opportunities and we encourage that. But that's just one of the metrics that we show that is different. The thing that ends up making that different is what people need to understand whenever they're working with skilled tradespeople, the number one factor that comes into them accepting a job or not is timing. They are typically somebody that wants to accept a position from the people that are the first that offer employment to them. You're going to have other factors that come in, such as pay and benefits and things of that sort. But a lot of these guys don't have four, eight weeks of expenses saved up to be able to bridge that gap between jobs. So they're looking to go on their next job and keep money coming in uh, as opposed to waiting for just the perfect opportunity to come along the way. So companies still have uh, you know, the opportunity to market their job postings with the most attractive package possible to attract the best quality of candidate that could come in. But if they could get through the list of applicants faster because there's less noise around unqualified applicants and take action on the people that are ready to go to work then and meet their criteria. They're going to be happier with the results of reaching those people sooner. And they're going to be more successful in hitting their hiring targets 
because they're speaking to the right audience. They have less noise and they have people that are ready to go that day. So it ends up being a better experience for both parties. No, that makes total sense. So, I mean, Boom Nation's whole spiel is that you guys allow blue collar guys or gals to foster a network. So I know a lot of people that are probably listening to this are like, why do I need that? Like, why does a network matter to uh, someone in a blue collar field? Yep. So I I could give you a couple of uh, examples of ways to think about why this would be important. So everyone thinks that recruiting is political. And what they mean by that is you need to know someone there, right? You need to be the son or the nephew or someone like that, that to get an opportunity with a really good companies, you've got to be in the know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. If you are a newly certified HVAC technician and you are the son of a single mom and you have no uncles, you have no cousins that are in the business, where the hell are you going for your person inside the business? Who's your <laughs> right. A lot of companies like to take time and try to go to those organizations and spend time with people, but they're concerned about productivity and getting their jobs done and keeping their customers happy. They don't have time to nurture all those relationships. So if you're looking to make connection with those people and you have people that have the certification ready to go asking for an opportunity, why shouldn't we be an advocate for them? That's where the value of a network comes in. But not only can we do that for the kid that's finishing up their HVAC certification, maybe you have a crane operator, maybe you have a welder, pipe fitter, you name it, all the different you know crafts that goes into people working with their hands. They may be working today on getting their certification for one thing. They may have a cousin that's working on a completely another path. They may have a family member that's on another path with another discipline and all of those things. But if they see an ad pop up from us or they're engaged in our community proactively and they see the opportunities come through and they know that their friend or family member is looking for a job, how easy is it for you to go to an ad on Facebook, hit share and send it directly to them? Or if you see it on the Boom Nation app and you've already been joking about the silly crap that, you know, we put up and things that we laugh about and, you know, I'm up at 4 a.m. on my way to the job site because I chose to be funny in class type stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you're going to be seeing those ads come across and hopefully your friends are doing the same. You, guys, you won't believe how good this opportunity is. Let me share it with you. And then, so we do that where they can do that on the on our app that we have. And you know, we hope that more people choose to utilize that all the time. But that is free for every partner that wants to join in on the community. Every worker that wants to sign up, that's done at no cost to them. We're trying to do everything through the lens of the worker. And then we support that community through the functions that we do with companies that want to reach that community. So recruiting services, marketing services, things of that sort. But we try to be that advocate for the worker themselves. You're also going to have, as they come in, to have experience that they've only worked for one company. They might have been working for the competition. And as every company thinks that their people are an isolated group and they only recruit from that group, I've feel more strongly that we all kind of use the same pool of people because people go to work for those that meet their needs at that time. 
So you might be working for one company today and you might go to work for their number one competitor tomorrow. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Companies hate to hear it and they help to build retention with employees that last a long time. And that's a great career path for a lot of people and the recipe for success in some organizations. However, we all know with blue collar jobs, they tend to be feast or famine. There are busy seasons and there are slow seasons. So if the company can't find a way to keep all of their staff busy all year long, what are those workers supposed to do with the downtime? They're going to look for that next opportunity. So we just hope to be able to connect those people with the right opportunity at the right time and allow them to you know, find the best place for, for them. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's a, that's the best answer I could have ever asked for, honestly. Um, I mean, other than like, other than having the platform itself for people to sort of meet and post content and grow an audience maybe on their own, um, what ways are you guys contributing to like the growth of some of these blue collar industries and how do you measure some of that contribution? Yeah. So you know, one of the things that we do is um, we do some of that content creation ourselves. We're also engaged with a couple of trade organizations. So that could be someone like uh, ABC associated builders and contractors, right? That could be uh, another organization uh, like the ECC, but there's these groups of companies that are trying to get together. And I say company, they're trade organizations, but they're all made up of companies, right? People that are there that represent the potential employers. And as I mentioned, this misalignment that goes on between those employers and the uh, workers, those guys get together and they try to talk about how or what are the ways that we can reach these people better? How can we adjust what we're doing? What trends do you see for the labor force? Everyone knows about the perceived labor uh, shortage coming up for the coming decade, right? People talk about it on a very regular basis. I agree that there is uh, there are challenges coming with the number of workers for the number of jobs, but I don't believe that it's necessarily as dire as everyone else seems to portray. And the reason for that is we constantly have people that are applying saying, hey, I need a job today. Where can I go? I can't get anyone to call me back. We have thousands of people like that, you know, on a daily basis. And so if those companies were really tuned in to where the workers are, being able to reach them, I think they may have a different outlook on that also. So what we do, mm -hmm. how do we make a difference for the community, other things? We participate in those organizations only as an advisor. We're not the one that's hiring these individuals ourselves. Uh, we're only doing the recruiting services for those companies and you know, other types of services they may want to use us for, like, you know, marketing or something. But with that, we try to be an advocate for that company to the worker, just like we try to be one for the worker to the company. So you take that. We also get involved with uh, some trade schools and junior colleges, right? So uh, we go participate at career fairs. And so whenever you're going to have some guys that are new coming out, we did one over in uh, Houston about a month ago. Um, which they did a, a welder's career fair. And there were a handful of companies that were able to participate that would be direct hires. And then we were there to represent all those other companies that are in our community that didn't send someone to the career fair because either they weren't aware of it, they didn't know, or they didn't have the personnel to uh, assign to you know participate at that event. 
So with mm-hmm. that, we collect information from those people as they sign up on our platform. They then engage. And as the other companies that are associated with Boom Nation decide to hire and add on to their team, they now have a database of people to go to that have the skill sets and certifications of what they're looking for. Yeah, no, that that makes perfect sense. Um, how do you see the future of networking in the blue collar type of industries changing? And how do you think that uh, Boom Nation is going to play a role in that? Yeah, I think that um, just like with so many other facets of life, the networking effect is going to be one of the most significant changes in the ways that people interact with one another for the next decade and going on, you know, from there. So think about the way that people's buying habits have changed since Amazon came on. Think about the way that advertising dollars have changed since the creation of social networks. You know, so whether you're on Facebook or Instagram, there are some companies that only spend marketing dollars on those platforms. They may have influencers that are part of their community that speak on their behalf, but they're typically people that are giving testimonials and offers and just sharing with about a brand with in a way that allows them to relate to the target audience. How much more effective is that than just running television ads, radio ads, newspaper, which the viewership uh, audience of all of those platforms is diminishing. It's not that there are fewer people today than there were yesterday. They're just in different places. Where are they at? They're all on their phones. They all have their Mm -hmm. mobile device in their pocket. So I, for one, you know, someone that went through and canceled subscription to satellite TV and everything else, because I was always on YouTube or some streaming service Mm -hmm. or something of that sort. Right. Uh Yeah, I'm the same way. That's how I consume my entertainment is all, you know, social media or YouTube. I mean, that's right. If if, if I'm watching anything on my TV, it's going to be a YouTube video. So if you think of any uh, job opportunities that you call you thought of uh, come across your uh, your view or things that you thought to proactively go out and buy. I venture to say that very seldom came up from a television ad. Right. I mean, pretty much everything I've bought that I've been persuaded by an advertisement in the last, I'm going to say five years was off of an ad on social media, specifically like Instagram and Facebook. I feel like do a really good job of like, here's this thing. You can buy it right now, right here. Um, That's where, that's where any ads get me. You know, I'm not, I'm not seeing something come up on TV and I'm not hearing something come up on radio. And then, quick pull up my phone and then look up the website and then buy it. That's just, it's, it's almost like too many hurdles, you know, it's That's weird. Right. I, I don't, I don't actually feel that way, but my, my immediate thought in my brain is like, ah, oh, that's, you know, that's a lot of work. That's a cool product. But if I can't just click right on it, I'm probably not going to buy it. That's right. And so that's really what we do with our recruiting campaign ads. And so we'll have a flyer very similar to what you may have seen in the break room before, you know, but Hey, if you're interested in this job, tear off this number, Uh, from the sheet and call them and apply. Well, we do that by creating a digital flyer that has, you know, nice graphics created by our marketing department, has a clear description of um, the position that's being recruited, maybe the location that it's at and the pay uh, which is being uh, offered for that position. And then the person that's interested 
can simply click on that flyer and it pulls up a form with a list of very brief questions for them to be able to answer yes or no type information, hit submit, and it's done. No more. Let's go take that back to my computer. Let's pull up the website. Let's go look for the specific company. We take all those steps out of the way to make it simple. Exactly what you're talking about with you know trying to buy something and make it readily available and engaging. Yeah. I mean, that's just how most people tend to, to do. Right. So how does that change for Boot Nation going forward? We're constantly working on improving our app, right? And so you can always look and kind of see the amount of bug fixes and um, you know re-releases that have happened with applications over time. And typically, if you see one that has gone kind of dormant for a while, that's because they're not seeking to innovate anymore. Our product team is constantly looking for ways to remove that friction from the system. We want to make it better for the worker. We want to make it better for the employer. The one thing that we haven't done much of uh, up until you know, the fourth quarter of this year is actually marketing with the community. So we've had a company uh, that specializes in industrial workwear, 1620 workwear. They were able to come and put ads on our platform. We posted it on our app across all the pages, platforms that we're on, and they were able to reach a targeted audience with that. So I nice. believe that'll be a, a, a more widely adopted going into 24. And it allows us to really focus on where the value of the company is. And that's in the community itself. It's not necessarily one of those services that we do. So we're not trying to, you know, claim some big significant difference just because of recruiting, because there's always going to be people recruiting, uh, innovating around recruiting. And we're not trying to be just another marketing outlet or another platform, but we can be very unique by creating a community that is all ours. Right. And with that, people will want to reach that audience and it just becomes a better experience for them and us. Yeah. Can you um, can you talk about any other partnerships or collaborations that you guys have formed in order to uh, kind of expand the reach or maybe any like um, are you guys working with any like popular creators on any other platforms? Well, I'll tell you the, the first step that we've uh, started with that has been our re-engagement with podcast here recently. Right. So. I really appreciate you letting me come to visit with you. <laughs> yeah. Share Obviously you only come on good ones, right? <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, but you know, we have two lines of podcasts that we do uh, at boom nation. One kind of allow companies to share their story, some employees from their company, what it's like to work at their organization. And then we have one called long live the trades, which is from the worker's perspective. And we actually have skilled workers kind of tell their story, you know, they could be an equipment operator and they talk about whenever they graduated school, how they got started in the trade, but it's a bit more relatable, right? With that, um, we've also been trying to meet with other uh, shows such as yours that has an audience that allows us to spread uh, word about the community that we have and, and just grow that audience larger. There are a couple of companies that we are in discussion with right now and have commitment with for marketing for 24 we just can't release that just yet. Yeah. You know, to come out. But I will tell you that they are all related to things that our community needs. So um, with that, we're not just trying to sell ad space to anyone that wants to come and advertise on the platform. We're trying to be true to doing it through the lens of the worker so that if it's a workwear company that comes, it's something that the guys can actually use and will withstand the wear and tear 
that it's going to go through out in the field. Right? There's some other services uh, beyond that um, where there's the opportunity to maybe have a discount for a community as opposed to purchasing uh, you know, just through general public uh, methods. Um, but those things are in development, you know, soon to come out. Cool. Yeah, that's sweet. I'm, ex- I'm excited to kind of poke around on the app and like, uh, you know, I was thinking that maybe it, if it's the appropriate place, it maybe would be a good place for us to start posting the podcast and some of the clips from these blue collar happy hours that we do. Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, love it. With that being said, um, how do you guys ensure that like the quality of some of this advice or content that's being shared is either like accurate or ethical also? Because that was something that I thought of immediately when you were talking about the networking of business to business. And I know specifically a lot of people in the smaller blue collar jobs around here that do some maybe unethical business practices. It's one of those things. It's like, well, I just learned it from this guy. I didn't know that you weren't supposed to do it like that. Yeah. Like how do you guys mitigate like what some of this advice or business practices being shared are actually accurate? So I can tell you that there's only one answer and it's the direct and honest answer. We haven't had to do it. It It's all (laughs) self-regulated. The guys, when they first released the platforms when they first released the apps they were so concerned about putting a lot of controls in place and it became very uh it was you know we saw where it could be very restrictive and so we had some things that were set up ready to go they've never had to be deployed and so people tend to be more respectful than what you think they would be um they avoid topics that we thought would be the real landmines of things going in and the reason for that is just like People kind of self-regulate, other than the complete psychos, on LinkedIn versus Facebook. (laughs) Because, right, you may go in and complain about what your wife cooked for dinner on Facebook or her shopping tendencies or any of those things, right? You don't see that shit going up on LinkedIn, right? (laughs) No, you don't. And why is that? It's not that LinkedIn makes you take it down. People just tend to not. It's just a, it's a. It's a different location. Yeah. So with that, I would say that some of our stuff is more colorful and edgy than what you're going to find on <laughs> other platforms, but you're still relevant to the community. So if that comes to, and look, this is one thing that we have to be concerned about uh, all the time. A lot of the sites where our community members work, the companies uh, work, they can be industrial sites where there are security concerns around um people posted photos and videos. You don't want proprietary information getting out. There's usually rules around cell phones and all that. Guess what? Those rules apply just the same with whatever platform you're using. So (laughs) I've had people that I've had to let go because they thought it would be really cool to take a picture of the sunrise at the top of the structure. It was a badass shot. Everything looked great, but guess what? You broke the rules. I had to let them go. So disappointing action. But this is the reality of what happens. If they post that to another social platform, I have to ask them to take it down. They really do not have to because it's on their personal page. I could reach that uh, platform's customer support side and ask them to help regulate it, and I could try to report things, but I'm basically at the mercy of that organization. Because of the role that we play in the community with both the employers and the partners, 
We have a vested interest in making sure that things that would go up like that, if they need to come down, that we can remove those type of items because it is, it is a violation of community members, right? Yeah. Now, if someone just calls up and says, I can't believe you're going to let this guy brag about what he's doing because he has no idea. Well, let's let the community take care of that, right? It's kind of survival of the fittest on something. But when there's things that are right. a violation of company policies where we all work, there's definitely a need to have a partner where that is posted as opposed to the other places where it could exist. No, that makes total sense. Um, I mean, can you think back to any success stories where people that use Boom Nation on the user end of it, um, like how you guys have played a role in making like a life-changing connection for someone with a new either career switch or, or job or whatever? Yep, man, let me tell you one that's really cool. So we you know, have jobs that are posted from all across the country. We have employers that are always looking for people that are local to their market because they want to do what's right for their communities as well. They live and work there. They want to represent, um, you know, their local uh, community as best as possible. They always have trouble reaching people in those communities sometimes because all the reasons that we talked about earlier for just the reasons for disconnect. But we had one where we have a company that was looking for a very specific skill set. They needed someone with five years experience and they needed a certification. They've been looking to fill that position for three weeks and they were looking to not uh, be able to meet their production goal for the next few weeks. If they didn't have this other person coming in, we were able to go to our database, find someone that was in their network was less than 30 minutes from their door to the job site, had the certification they needed and they were to work. They were at work less than 12 hours later. That's about <laughs> That's actually as bad anything's going to happen, right? I would love to say that we're able to turn that around uh, on a regular basis, but that is the best case scenario with having people in the right location with the right skill set and it meets you know, the expectation for the company. And they were looking for an opportunity. Uh, we have others where uh, everybody needs drivers these days, right? A CDL driver is in huge demand. Uh, the companies that are trying to reach them struggle with that all the time. And so you will see them go through and try to uh, utilize certain benefits and offers to attract uh, potential employees. One of the big things is signing bonuses, right? Yeah. So I know this industry just a little bit because my father just retired this year from a trucking company. He was a driver. I uh, had been with that company for 41 years, okay? Um, this trucking company that asked us to recruit for them had been offering a sign-on bonus of $8,000. They had zero applicants. That's insane. Why is that? Well, I know the difference that $8,000 would have made to my dad's income, right? Right. <laughs> We're talking about a big change. You know, life is good with eight grand coming in to, just for extra bonus, <laughs> right? But why weren't people responding to that with that being such a significant part of what they could earn for the year? They just weren't reaching the audience. So what we did with that is we went back, we worked through customizing a campaign for them, trying to get language that would be easy to understand, attract attention, and have a call to action for people. And we were able to get over 10 applicants for them within the first week. 
and had removed the sign-on bonus as part of the offering because we didn't feel like that was the major issue. So that ends up being a better experience for them. That company's now brought on uh, some drivers and they're looking for board to continue to utilize us you know, for those recruiting services. Um, you know, with that, I think that that's something that pops up. And by us having engagement with multiple people across different crafts and different parts of the country, we also report back feedback that we get from the workers that are going through to apply. We pay attention to the comments. So many times, if you put up an ad that say, I'm hiring for, you know, exposition, you're going to get some negative comments that come with that. You're probably going to have some trolls that come through and say, that job doesn't pay enough. I'm not going to do this. Guess what? That guy was never going to apply <laughs> in the first place. So fine, go on. We're wanting to find the people that do want to take action on that. But there are people that will respond that, okay, for that pay, I'm not going to work for that much. If you will adjust, let me know. Sometimes per diem is a big thing for these guys, right? And they're yeah. basically looking for the best bottom line for them. But how are they going to bring the most money home? We pay attention to that information and we report it back to our partners. Because one, we want that campaign to be a success. But ultimately, we want that customer to be a success at hitting their hiring targets. And if they are offering a wage that is just lower than what it's going to require to attract new employees, they need to know that information. Now, if they choose to adjust and we can bump that up in the offer, then we can hopefully get better results for them. But if they choose not to adjust, that's fine. We probably continue to have that same challenge. But whatever service we're doing for them is probably not going to have the impact because, again, the message that's being sent is not having the effect with the potential applicants, you know, that they would want. Um, because of that, that's why we need to stay engaged with these workers and we need to welcome that feedback. So a lot of times people want to go directly to pay and they think that's the most important thing. While I'll tell you that that's a very important factor, I don't think pay is the issue until pay is the issue. Sometimes right. it's timing. Sometimes it's job location. Sometimes it's the environment that they're going to work in, right? Um, if they live on one side of town and they're going to have to travel to the other side of town, benefits that com could come in such as company trucks, uh, medical benefits are right for some, but not for all. Um, PTO, I'll tell you that that's one of the big changes that if you look at the generational difference of workers today, um, PTO is more important to the new generation coming in than it was to the generation before them. If you look at the generation before, it was all about pay. And across blue collar and professional positions, everyone is more about the experience, the experience of life. So the same way that we're trying to build a better experience in the recruiting world, these uh, workers are looking for a better experience in their career. They want to be able to earn enough to achieve the standard of living that they hope to achieve, but they also want to have enough time to go and enjoy it, whether it be with family, vacation, or, you know, going with the boys to Vegas for the weekend. You know, whatever it is, there's a lot more value placed on those guys that are probably 35 and under. Uh, that's very different than those that might be 40 and up. And if you start looking at over the next 10 years and you're trying to develop compensation packages to attract the best tradesmen, where do you need to be spending your time and attention? Right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Are you, uh, are you a South Park guy at all? You ever watch South Park? Man, I like it. I, I used to watch it a lot whenever I was younger, but uh, I don't know if I've 
seen all the recent. <laughs> I'm a fan. Okay, so recently they did an episode that was like all of the uh, blue collar workers are all like the millionaires and and billionaires, and then all of the uh, all like the coders and web developers and all these are the guys like at Menards with their job resumes. Like, please let me code you a website for food or whatever, <laughs> you know. And uh, so it was kind of funny because it really makes you think that like, especially where we're at in like small town, Minnesota, it seems like a lot of these smaller companies, particularly within the last like two, three years have really gotten a competitive advantage because there's just not many like skilled, like workers that can work with their hands and actually fix the thing themselves. You know, do you see this as like a big change going forward? Do you think we're kind of headed in that direction? I think yes to the most part of it, but I think that the market will adjust. I think the market always adjusts, right? So for one, part of the result that we're seeing, everybody wants to blame the generation behind them and think they're lazy. They don't know what they're doing. Guess what? I heard it from my dad's generation. You know, it's the same thing. You're part of trying to hold the flashlight for your dad when he was fixing shit when you were young. You know, you were the worst flashlight holder in the world. It's the same thing that you're saying about people not willing to work today. I will tell you that part of the change that's been in place is the effect and impact that's happened at school. A lot of schools have cut out shop programs and they've instituted more computer programs, technology courses. So you're going to have kids that are gaining those skills. I'm someone that I benefited from the vocational programs whenever I was in high school. Uh, Mm -hmm. I did very well academically. I graduated uh, near the top of my class. But I was still involved with vocational programs because that was something that interested me. It was just part of what fit my personality. With that, I was able to develop job skills that I took to college with me, helped work my way through school, and then ended up employing um, those skills that I picked up along the way uh, as I started my real career. I think that people will be doing that with the same thing when it comes to the skilled work going forward. For one, you may have those young men and women that are coming out of school that haven't been exposed to it, maybe in sophomore, junior, senior year. But now they're faced with this next decision whenever you are, you know, let's say 19 or 20. And you know, whenever you go to the local Chili's or Applebee's, that there's a high percentage that one of the people that are going to be waiting on you that night has a general studies degree. And then you make the decision because you talk to everyone, those guys are your age. Do I want to go into a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt to be waiting tables? Or do I want to go get some certification and skills and experience, finish that school with zero debt or maybe a fraction of the debt and to come out with the years of experience to be even more valuable on the backside? I think the young people are smarter than what anyone wants to give them credit for. I think they're going to see the opportunity and that's going to be their guide. And then what happens from those people that end up taking those opportunities to develop those skills? I venture to say that the vast majority of all employers across the country are typically small businesses that were craftspeople themselves that worked under someone else, got training, got experience, were smart enough along the way to decide that they wanted to work for themselves and build a network of you know, staff under them and started their own company. 
that's a great path of the American dream for so many people, right? What are you going to do with that with some of the other degrees that are available in college? Yeah, a lot of them you can't. I mean, nothing. That's right. And that doesn't mean that college is not the right path for so many. But the one thing that we know is that's not the only path for everyone, right? So there's value in both sides of that. Um, Mm -hmm. I have uh, two boys myself that have very different personalities. I think one is probably on the college track, and I think the other is probably going to HVAC school as soon as he graduates. But, (laughs) you know, I want them to be happy. I want them to have the satisfaction of accomplishment. I want them to find a career that fits them. And if I want that for my kids, why wouldn't I want that for everyone else? You know? And so, you know, you look at uh, where the earning potential is. The market always sets the rate based on supply and demand. You are in Minnesota. I'm in Texas. There's one thing that's very important to both of us, and that's going to be heating and air conditioning, right? (laughs) Yes. So if your system was to go out and it looks like it's going to be out for the next three days, what's more important to you? The person that can come and write a business plan for you or that technician that can come over and get your system back up and working? Um, I'm going to say the business plan. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Not for me. Not for me. I'll get my business plan whenever the HVAC is back up and going. I need air conditioning. Right. Right. No. Yeah. You're a hundred percent right. Well, think about no, this. I you, think- know, you had your episode where your buddy Mitch, that's a lineman was on and he was talking about going after storms, right. And the yeah, great yeah. pay that those guys can make by getting out and working in the stuff that no one else wants to be in. Right. So uh-huh. where I'm at on the Gulf coast, we have hurricanes. It seems like every few years uh, we've had a bad rash of them, you know, over the last decade, I can tell you firsthand whenever the hurricanes come through and the power goes down, there is no one that celebrated more than that utility lineman that's coming through to get your system back up and working. Right. No one's yeah. going, you know, hey, where's the attorneys at? Where is everyone else? You know, you want your power back <laughs> up and then you're looking for your insurance adjuster. Yeah, 100%. Well, David, man, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Obviously, everyone can find you on all the platforms at Boom Nation. Otherwise, um, obviously, everyone just needs to go download the Boom Nation app and just start using it. Honestly, even if you're not looking for a job, it sounds like you can still post up there. Find other guys that are posting funny blue collar related stuff. Um, David, is there anything that you want to plug here before we hop out of this thing? I would just say thank you so much for allowing me to come on and visit with you. Great to connect with you. Been a fan of your podcast. You guys are putting out. Really, really funny stuff. I, I enjoy the humor of everything. And that's one of the reasons why I like so much of what we do over here. So I think, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, carryover between both of our uh, communities that, you know, we hope to engage with. Uh, appreciate you plugging, you know, the platforms that we're on. The one, you know, you can find us Boom Nation anywhere that you look. But then the other pages to look at would be Long Live the Trades. So be looking for those uh, podcast episodes to come out. Look for the profile on Instagram. And you see a lot of the material there too. So we just, you know, one, we want to respect and appreciate the work that the blue collar guys and gals put in. And then we hope to grow the community to be something of value to them. So thank you for the opportunity to share our message too. Hell yeah, absolutely. Boom.